success formula with me, Lucy Parsons. Welcome to today's show. Today I've got something really special for you. It's an interview with a mum and a daughter who were founding members of the Extraordinaries Club and they were members on and off for several years and they kindly agreed to come on the podcast to talk about their experiences of being members and how the club worked for them. So if you came along to my webinar on Saturday and you're considering signing up for the club, um, then this is well worth listening to. If the club isn't right for you, but you're still interested, um, it's well worth listening to for some of the things that um, Erin and Annette share about how they've got through the GCSE and A-level years. There's lots of words of wisdom from them and um, you know they're a family that I hugely respect for the way that they've conducted themselves through these four crucial years in young people's education. So um, I'm going to hand over now to um, the interview with Erin and Annette. Enjoy. Welcome. Today we've got Erin and Annette who were founding members of the Extraordinaries Club. Erin has just finished year 13 and they're here today to share with us their experience and their journey with the club. So welcome Erin and Annette. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's lovely to have you here. So just to start off, can you tell me what made you to z- decide to join the club and what stage you were at when you did join, if you can remember? Okay, so quite a long time ago. So um, both I have twin daughters. Um, so Erin's one of a twin. And um, uh, we were in... Um, year 10. Year 10, wasn't it? Yeah, we, so the girls were in year 10. Um, and really things were starting to really gear up around GCSEs. Um, and and I saw uh, some of your articles published on Facebook. And one of the things that my husband and I ref- have often reflected on is how um, when he did well, a long time ago now O levels and um, uh, you know the equivalent of GCSEs, he was never taught to study or how to take an exam. And I, I was at a school where actually I was taught some level of study skills and also some exam technique. And, and actually that made a massive difference for me in terms of um, the progress that I could make in school. And, and it was really interesting. He went back and did his um, GCSE equivalent in uh, English when he was just short of 30. And um, it was to enable him to go on and do an, an engineering degree. Um, and the first exam he did, he said, oh, I couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. And, and I said, well, hang on a minute. What about the things like, you know, dividing up the questions by the time you've got according to your scores? Um, and he had never done any of that. So, so then I looked at what you had on offer and we got your book. And um, the, the things that are on offer with your book are eminently sensible, you know, and you look at it and you think, great, that's not rocket science. But actually... I felt just too close to it all. I, I knew how to do quite a lot of it, but actually 
I'm mum. What would mum know? It's harder to put into practice if you're just reading it on a book or on a Erin, can you just come a bit closer to the microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah um, I was just saying how it's, it's a bit more difficult to like actually put it into practice if you're just reading on a book, like you just read it and think, oh, that's a great idea, or I should do that, but then you never actually sort of get around to doing it. And then, yeah. Yeah, so it's the it's taking the theory into practice, really, that you were really concerned about. Okay, so um, you joined the club. A lot of people who like mums and dads who want to join the club um, have trouble persuading that their young people that it's a good idea. How did you broach the subject with your girls, Annette? So I, um, if we're being quite candid, I had to broach the subject between, with, with the both girls and my husband. And they were all a bit like, oh, yeah. And it was like, no, 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 I think it, I think it could help and it could really add value. And it feels like it makes a huge amount of sense. And for me, some of those things, I believe, help to take the stress out of things. So, so there's something about applying some of those approaches, which then means actually they can focus on the content because they're less uptight and anxious and it's organised. So I asked them to... Um, come and listen and just all four of us listen to some of the introductory stuff that you did um and and just sit there all four of us and and do that um and and that's what i did to start off with um i don't know whether you've got any comments on it um quite a while ago um um, can you remember what you thought when your mum first suggested it I think it, to, towards the start, I was a bit like, do I really need this? Like nobody else is using this in school. I don't want like, I guess like special treatment, which it isn't, but um, yeah. Um, but then I think in year 10, like I had no idea what I was meant to be doing. And I sort of felt like I was just like swimming in the middle of the ocean and just, just like literally had no, no idea on how to do anything. And I wasn't happy with my like year 10 mocks. So that's how I did that. And you'd also shown us like you I think the first thing you did was, oh, you need to go and follow this person on Facebook. She's really good. She posts all these tips and stuff. And then we got the book. And then so it was sort of a gradual, like, yeah, gradual sort of road into it. Mm. Yeah. So when you joined the club, can you remember how long it took you to really think, yeah, this is all right. I don't mind being part of this. I think maybe like a couple of like one or two sessions for me it wasn't that long but like for Kim it was completely different so yeah. I think it depends on the person. And, and I think so so I had this level of um oh do we really need this do we not do we don't we you know, you know because they're both set grammar schools and therefore have a level of that there's some of that is taught um but not to the same level um and in, and in the same way. So I, uh, when the when the three of them, including my husband, said, "Okay, let's give this a go," um, what I did do was say, "If we're going to do this, we're either all in or we're all out because we we do need to do this together." So what we did do was do the modules together, yeah. and it took a bit of getting together and persuasion. And we used to sit there on a Saturday morning and say, "Right, we're going to get breakfast. I'm going to sit here and eat breakfast and do the sessions." And if I'm honest, we probably only ever did the student sessions as a 
as a four rather than the parents as well but we we did that and did the, all of the modules didn't we together yeah. and let you get on with it then didn't we mm. yeah how was that experience Erin of doing it like sitting down as a family at a dedicated time to do the module I mean I think if we hadn't have done that I probably wouldn't have ever done it <laughs> I think I'd have probably just put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. But I think actually making that time was really helpful. And I think nice. it was helpful, like having that forum, like did you discuss it as a family rather than just yeah. take it in as a single person quite passively? Yeah, it was nice to have like um like almost a support system around that so you could actually discuss it and think things through a bit more and it would calm you down if things got a bit too stressful and you know was was good and I remember our conversation wasn't it around ambition and and dreams and it's one of the first ones you talk about Lucy and and what drives you and um it's so so I have one daughter who's really really clear about what they want to do and their their roadmap for probably the next few years and then I have another daughter who is saying actually I'm not really sure um but but I know I want to do something which is good and interesting. So so actually, you know, things like that, because we were doing it as a four, we had a conversation less about, so what do you want to do and what's your ambition, but more about, okay, so so further down the line, what do you envisage yourself living in? What do you, you know, what do you envisage your lifestyle to be like? Um, and therefore, what does that mean in terms of, you know, practical things like income mm-hmm. and and therefore how, how do you work out how to get a job that might give you that level of income and you know and, and we work we backtracked a bit didn't we yeah. from that perspective to align those dreams and those visions which weren't necessarily about jobs and careers but an yeah. expectation around the life that they wanted to if then anchor it back into yeah. and okay therefore you know GCSEs around certain subjects are probably quite important then you know as an example um so that's how it helped yeah do do you remember that conversation Erin and does it still mean something to you today thinking about yes I think because like that would give me a lot of anxiety not knowing what I wanted to do and I still don't to be honest Mm -hmm. but it's nice to have that sort of go sort of like now I know that I can have that fixed thing in my mind that says actually no, this is what you want this is what you want to get out of life there are loads of different ways you can get there but that's that is what you want so it's it's nice to have that sort of reassurance yeah brilliant yeah and I love that <laughs> okay so you, you've told us about how you use the study skills modules in the club and you doing them as a family on Saturday mornings can you tell us a bit more about how you use the club in terms of like the coaching calls and the masterclasses and everything that it has to offer? Um, so I remember we did, there wasn't that many masterclasses when we first joined, was there? So when no, we first they kind joined, of started towards the end yeah. of that first term, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, we sort of did the calls and I really liked the calls. Um, just I don't know why it was sort of more of a confidence thing I guess like that and like a reassurance sort of thing what did you find reassuring about them Erin that what I was doing was like sort of on the right track and that if I wasn't that then I can get advice and stuff like that and 
did you find it helpful hearing that other people were going through the same yeah. things as you yeah because everybody in school I think they put on like a bit of a front sometimes where like even if somebody is failing or like not doing very well or like struggling a bit they'll be like oh it's fine I don't really care or 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 like oh I know I'm doing I'm totally doing fine like yeah and then they're they're like not really but they're not so you can feel a bit almost alone because everybody around you either like isn't really that bothered about not get about getting a bad grade or isn't getting bad like is doing really well even if they're like not yeah Yeah, I think in schools there's an awful lot of well there's an image to keep up isn't there and there's no kind of admitting that you're not sure what you're doing that things aren't especially in like grammar school because the like everybody is like it it's not good to well I say it's not good like people won't be like nasty to you if you're like not doing well but actually you want to be doing well and it can get quite competitive and stuff and it's you end up comparing yourself to other people and you're like oh why can't I get that I'm doing just as much work as they are and and all of this so it can be quite tough in that sense so yeah it's nice to know that you're not alone yeah so you've really enjoyed the coaching calls Annette what about you so I found the parent calls really helpful and I find them helpful from the from maintaining a perspective um, and because actually you can't do this for them so um, uh, and that's the bit you have to learn having been through them all myself GCSEs A or O levels in my time and A levels and stuff been there and done it and and haven't necessarily certainly haven't got the set of A level grades that these pair have got in this in these sets of results um, and but but because of that, I know the pitfalls and the the stuff, you know that you know where where there could be mistakes made and and things like that. And the danger is that you polarize into that. Um, and the it, the the it's really important. And what I found with the parent calls were actually that you could talk about those things and get a perspective and balance back into the situation and actually t- keep the pressure off because actually. They're doing okay, and they check in, and they they're doing the work. So, so my other daughter took all the tools and techniques, and she got on and used them. But she didn't want to join the coaching calls, and that was fine. And she, I, she, I didn't really think she bothered very much about them. And it was only when school had put in place some study skills sessions for them. And she said, well, I don't know why they're wasting their money putting those in place, Mum. She said, because Lucy Parsons stuff is the best. And I said, oh, crikey. And I hadn't even realised how much she had taken on and adopted in what she was doing. And I, but they have different styles. And that was important for me to understand and realise. And seeing that amongst other parents, that they have young people and and and. Um, how they all have different styles and 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 how you cannot do it for them and also how you can achieve that balance between helping them to do the work and put the work in but also maintain good well-being and that's been one of the things that I found really good about the work that you do and the way you promote it it's not about hot housing young people it's about getting a, a healthy individual to be the best that they can be and that for me is really important 
Oh, I love it that you say that because yeah, <laughs> I think so many people hear about what I do and they're just like, oh, it's not right to put too much pressure on them. Their mental health is far mm. more important than their academic achievement. And that's not what I stand for at all. And I, you know, I just get really sad when people make that assumption. I, I also believe very much that achievement done in the right way contributes positively towards mental mm. health. Absolutely. And, yeah, I don't know what you think about that, Erin, but... Yeah, no, I think absolutely. Like, um, I think I would be a lot worse off if I hadn't been a part of it because I would have had, even even with the, like, study session, we had, like, a, a study school day in school and even with, like, things like that that the school school did. Um, um, like, I don't... I think that if I hadn't been involved with the like extraordinaries club then my mental health would be a lot worse than it is like a lot worse because I would have had no clue what I was doing and I would have been like seeing I'd be like well why can't I do this like I'm trying so hard and then I would have probably ended up just um, exhausting myself because um just because it was like I needed to I needed to give myself a break but wouldn't wasn't recognizing that because I wanted to get better and better and better yeah that's really lovely to hear thank you and but I know that both of you went to quite a lot of effort with kind of well-being practices yourselves could you tell us a little bit about what you did through that time particularly in year 11 um in that respect um so we so if I think back gosh well the thing that really stuck out for me was the mindfulness yes the mindfulness wasn't it and we used to do that together didn't yeah. we for a period of time yes so and other members of the club when they heard about that started doing it as well and oh, it good. helped them and that was yeah. really nice things about that yeah. yeah I think we started doing it in like sort of that year 10 time didn't mm. we yeah and then took you through and then yeah. this year has been less because you haven't really wanted that you haven't found the headspace you struggled a bit haven't you with yeah that. but this year we've done much more about um uh foot massage and acupressure so there are spots on your feet which help to reduce the anxiety around your solar plexus so um so we literally (laughs) spent every evening after she had finished studying sat on the sofa with a pair of feet in front of me just rubbing feet uh, (laughs) because that was the thing that made a difference and and did it really help erin yeah, it was just nice to just relax after I'd, after I'd studied. You get all wound up thinking, oh, my God, I've got an exam tomorrow and I've got all these notes that I don't really know. And you, you generally do and you are generally fine, but you just sort of wound yourself up. And it was mm. just nice to just relax. Uh, and Kim, Kim's, Kim, she likes, um, or my other daughter likes, um, um, a hug. So just going in, laying on the bed with her and giving her a big, long hug that was really important for us. So I made a point of, um, you know, each day in the morning and in the evening, having a big hug and just, you know, just feeling good. And and uh, because you didn't really want massage in the same way. Um, so, yeah. I also remember you saying when they were taking their GCSEs that you kind of cleared your social calendar and you just made you were physically present for them um, while they were studying. So that they, so you weren't act, actively helping them, but it was just this kind of reassuring presence for them. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So, so what was interesting? One of the things that the school did, which I found 
fascinating because I hadn't really, whilst I probably did the, the things that they were talking about, hadn't really put it in this, in this used a similar metaphor. And that was around, um, uh, one of the teachers said, you know, you are preparing for an academic marathon when you're preparing for GCSEs or A-levels. And when you're preparing for a marathon, if you're out on the track, you don't just, you know, you don't just cram stuff and try your marathon straight away. But what you do do is you create conditions for success. So you make sure you're hydrated and that you're fed well and that your diet is maintained throughout. Um, you build up your level of fitness. Um, High-performing athletes create the environment that they're used to around them so they just get into a zone. So, And he said, you know, so, so he said parents, he said, young people laying on a bed with their laptop in front of them is not suitable revision. He said they have to get into a place where they're going to have as the norm the exam hall with a desk in front of them and they're going to have to get on and sit there and deliver in their exams he said so we have to make that happen sooner rather than later so things around the study environment things so so you know not having radios blaring no tvs blaring things about you know nutrition and hydration um and the right space to sit and so that you feel you can work over all the things around actually, what does he call it? Academic athletes. Yeah, mm-hmm. academic athletes. Yeah, I heard that phrase quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. So, so they, they, I think they probably would have yeah. wanted to stick pins in me by the time I, because I'd say, come on, girls, academic, academic athletes. Come on, what would, you, what would you do if you're if you're an athlete? But yeah. actually that led to discussions where, um, especially over the last 18 months, um, particularly, but it was, um, even before that for GCSEs, wasn't it? It was around, okay, where's the, what are the spaces you like to study in? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we had two of them who needed that space. Yeah. And my other daughter preferred to be in her room and she wanted um, you know, a, de- a certain desk and a chair in a certain way. Um, and then you, Erin, like to study at the dining table, didn't you? And yeah. do revision quite a lot at the dining table. Um, and then latterly for your A-levels, actually, we sort of set aside the lounge for Erin because actually you were doing a lot of studying because of lockdown and things in there. And we just said, actually, we, just the end of the lounge. yeah, it's just at one end of the lounge. Um, so we did literally, we gave up those spaces um, and it's never forever, is it? It's not forever. But actually, for me, it was really important that they had the space in which they could learn the best. And, and what I was surprised at was, was to hear that people didn't create those spaces for people necessarily. Um, and, and, and that's something that's, you know, it is a pain. You just think, oh, I'd love to sit down and watch the telly. And we used to, if we used to go upstairs because we have a TV in our bedroom and watch some TV up there so the girls could get on in their own spaces. And then, like I say, it doesn't last forever. So, you know, those things we, we did. I think the other bit that was really useful was like, not doing anything and like not I say like not meeting up with people but we did meet up with people um but like not um I don't know how to explain. well we didn't have a busy calendar no we, we didn't just we said just actually like took everything out we were just like actually we'll, we'll see it after the exams we'll do this after exams just because it gave you a bit more time a bit more headspace to sort of get around and I don't I don't mean like I'll oh, stay at home all the time and don't do anything because like um, so I, I went riding every Saturday and like that was like my time to just chill and I'd forget about all the exams and everything and that was really nice and kept me going but um, 
so that was nice and also like not going on holiday and stuff like that because like I'd hear about girls in school who were going on holiday like um in like the may half term or easter or or like their parents would be going on holiday and leaving them behind and mm. I would think actually no I can't couldn't deal with that mm. <laughs> I could not no I've just made some resources for the club actually that recommend like when you take holidays within the school year yeah. into year groups so I think that's so important um getting that kind of thing right yeah so can, can you tell us um what challenges you face through the GCSE and A-level years there's one very notable challenge that everybody has faced in the last couple of years um the P word but um and basically how did being members of the club help you deal with the challenges that came up for you um I think firstly the coaching calls were great because any little thing that I was like struggling with I could just ask about and that would be fine um, and then also hearing other people and and other things, it gave me like tips on things that I didn't realise actually like I was struggling with, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, uh, the, ch- the, the big challenge for me is being as a mum of twins, continually having to accept that they're different. Um, and that's been a lifetime of learning and you know from almost the word go um you know it's been one of those things which um uh has been a a great leveler for me but but it but in that actually um again sort of those parent coaching calls hearing things and thinking oh yeah that's like one but that's like the other and yeah okay and, and navigating ways through two different solutions because the solutions are not the same for the individuals and I I had to accept that, like I say, my perception of one of my daughters not in get it appeared that she wasn't engaging. Actually, she was in a very quiet and different way um, compared to an Erin who was actively engaging. Actually, it worked well for both of them, um, but in very different ways. Um, so just uh, for me to understand that, and, and like I say, a big challenge for me was around just knowing knowing or understanding when actually just to take pressure off or when to sort of think actually maybe you need a little nudge here and maybe is that do we need a reminder there or um and and also letting them get on with it because they are capable and they are all able but actually again when you've been through it all yourselves it's just like ah but ah but have you thought about this have you thought about that do you know and so yeah so for me it's it was about enabling them to get on in their own styles and own ways and taking advantage of what they needed in that yeah definitely um so you did pause your membership didn't you at the end of year 11 but you came back tell me about why you came back so, so I think it's, it's combinations. So we came back um, with the pandemic yeah, started. Yeah, Yeah, it was. So it was, yeah, year 12, March, wasn't it? Um, and, and part of that then was around actually sort of the... So, so for me, you, your responsiveness to a range of different things that may help in the, in the present and in those circumstances, which made a difference. Um, and, and alongside that, so there's coaching calls, 
Um, but also then the the masterclasses that you had that were then becoming available for yeah. the A-level stuff. So some of those and then the offer of the, the summer award for you particularly was was really helpful, wasn't it, in mm. terms of moving your EPQ on um, in the absence of very much around, you know, in terms so of we, support. When we, in that, like, summer period, when we were, like, doing remote schooling, our school, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best. It was sort of, we would just get emailed work and that's not a very good way to learn um like especially with a level work you you can't it's really hard to teach yourself and it was really disheartening because what was meant to be an hour's work of like copying stuff from the textbook or and then doing some questions would take about three hours plus because you were trying to wrap your head around something and then googling different videos and and trying to learn something and it took a lot of effort and it was really really exhausting so it was just nice to have like I guess like an extra support thing there that was helped keep me like motivated Mm -hmm. and stuff like with the accountability calls and stuff it was good because it was it was really hard until our and then yeah, because our school really wasn't great with the whole pandemic at that point. Mm, not until the September, was it? But then mm. in the September, you continued with the um, with the coaching calls, yeah. didn't you? When you came back to full full time schooling, and the, you continued with the coaching calls, didn't you? Because actually, that continued to help provide you with support. Mm. And again, checking in from a parent's point of view, there were odd times where it was like, actually, yes, it's really difficult at the moment, and. And, and just being able to just talk that through and hear that everybody else, maybe some ideas around what we could do differently were, was helpful, wasn't it then? But yeah. some of it was just about just, again, that balance, balancing. And, and the focus, I, I liked, again, the focus. There was a strong focus in the, the communications you put out around well-being there was a very strong and very clear focus on well-being and that for me was really important because the bottom line was nobody learns well if they're not feeling good about themselves and feeling well in themselves so so actually that for me was like actually yes let's anchor it back into just feeling good and feeling well and actually the rest will come and we just have to just hold on to that because it will come but it's just it, it won't come if you don't feel good and don't and feel well. Like straight A's don't really matter if you're mm. not happy. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't matter at all. No, it doesn't. But yeah. on that subject, both you and your sister did really, really well in your EPQs. Can you tell us about how the club to helped you with that, Aaron? Um, so the, the club did most of it. <laughs> Again, school wasn't really on it with that. I, I think they probably would have been if it hadn't been because of the pandemic, but because of that, they, they weren't. Like, we, we didn't really have any teaching at all. And we were like, oh, okay. So we did the, um, we, I did the summer reward in the summer, which was really good. And it sort of got me started a bit. And um, and it was good because I got some of my research done um, and had that sort of bit of guidance and just that, like, boost. Um and then we did the EPQ masterclass, me and my sister. And um, that was really helpful because it's told us everything that school hadn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then I, then I actually knew, okay, I need to keep a log. I need to do this. And, and so I could, I could get on with it 
without um like making sure I was doing stuff that was going to get me the the mark that I the the good grade because I yeah um what was the other bit I, I think the the big well so I think the, the EPQ masterclass was really helpful in terms of um a Helen's approach to um you know you can you can create a great product but that's actually only 40% of the marks. Mm-hmm. And actually where people fall down is where they don't use a really strong research base and where they don't go, give a good evaluation. Um, and actually just, just so, so you know, the EPQ master, Masterclass does not do it for you. <laughs> you still want to do all the work, but actually creating a structure and an approach to say, great, you can spend all your energy creating a product, be it the, an essay or an artifact, but actually, if you haven't embedded it in some good research, and if you haven't really looked at the evaluation appropriately, then then you're not going to sweep up all of those marks. So, from a tactical point of view, you know, which is the, I think really important. You know, this is, is this is all about tactics, isn't it? You know, you can create a fantastic product, but if you're only going to get forty percent for it, then goodness me, these poor people need the chance to demonstrate that that is good for whatever reason. So yeah. that was the bit that made a massive difference, wasn't yeah. it? And you, if I think about the effort you put into, then researching more because you said actually this isn't strong enough yeah. in this area. I, I didn't have I I so I'd I'd done my um project and it, that was all done and I was sort of finishing all the bits I needed to finish and tying it all together. And um. And then I was like, I, I don't think I've done enough research. I think I need to do some more research. <laughs> yeah. Just just so it's like, okay, in the thing. And I mean, it turned out fine because I, I got an A star. So that was okay. It was that approach, wasn't it? It was that systematic approach. It's the methodology, yeah. which I think is, you know, the, it's back to those core skills and things, isn't it? It's the approach and the methodology. And actually, if you follow those things, then actually that helps also with well-being because you're being systematic about it, doesn't it? And you're just you're just doing the best that you can, and you can you can see the benefit that it has, wasn't yeah. it? You know. And there was so there was people in school who I was surprised that didn't get higher, and actually I think that was because um, they had done a really good um like project or essay but actually hadn't probably backed up because they're the type of people who would who would do something really really well and be well thought through and well researched but then probably well and that but then they didn't get that mark maybe because they hadn't done that which is what was really good because that was what the um master class sort of emphasized yeah School really didn't help at all. And the standards. I think what you say about methodology and the structure and the approach that yeah. really underpins everything about the club is having this kind of just something that you can walk through step by step by step, and it gives you what you need to succeed. And what you say about that just being so helpful for your mental health. I think a lot of people find exams so stressful because it's a guessing game to them. Mm. It's like we've got yeah. no idea if we're doing this in the right way. We've got no idea if we've learned the right stuff. We're just going to pitch up in the exam and let's see how it goes. But if yeah. you follow the kind of step by step approach, you walk into the exam, you know, you've got what you need. You know, 
like how yeah. to approach it and well I remember walking out of exams knowing exactly what mark I'd got because I knew how the work marks teams worked so well that I could count my marks up at the end and leave the room knowing the grade basically and yeah. you know that takes out all the guesswork and all that kind of worry and anxiety from the process doesn't it mm. yeah. yeah yeah it does yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if I've kind of asked this question already but what aspects of the club made the biggest difference to you overall if you could just summarize that mm. um I think probably, oh, I really don't know. It, well, it's all beneficial in sort of different ways. It all kind of mixes it all kind yeah. of together. Yeah, as I said, like the modules were like really great on giving like that basis and thinking, making it less of a guessing game, thinking, okay, I need to do this. And then the calls were great because it was like a reassurance and it was fine tuning that and thinking, actually, this doesn't work for me, but this does. And it was nice to have that. But then like the masterclasses were like really well, once I got to A level, they were um because we didn't really have them at GCSEs. They were um really good because they were subjects subject specific. Yeah. So I could go on and think, okay, that's what I'm doing wrong. That's going to help me revise that subject because at the end of the day, the subjects are very different, and you revise them in different ways. Like, and so I did biology, psychology, and geography. Yeah. And they're all very different revision wise really yeah. different so yeah it was good to have that yeah definitely is there anything that you'll take from it for your future like for the rest of your life do you think yes sort of like again there's not a guessing game anymore I know sort of what I need to do when I'm revising and what I need to do to sort of get that and not like exhaust myself out and things like um like the pomodoro method and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's like really helpful and like like all the sort of techniquey stuff will be really helpful brilliant it's lovely Mm -hmm. to hear okay just to finish off um what would you say to people who are thinking about signing up for the extraordinaries club oh everyone's nodded at me (laughs) okay what would i say so i would say um so I would say um well in in short definitely go for it I would Mm -hmm. go for it that that aside I respect the fact that some people will want to be part of it and some people won't for whatever reason and I suppose the bit for me is um this this provided a a range of tools and techniques um for young people to approach exams um in a way which felt um systematic and healthy and so so you know the people that are on the calls and the young people on the calls are not all about straight a star people this is about helping people to be the best they can be and that isn't necessarily um you know all shining glowing a stars this is about wherever they are feeling that they've done the best that they can possibly do and feeling great about it so I think that's really important and and it's interesting because I've just I've said to people oh have a look at Lucy Parsons or maybe for this and some people do and some people don't and and you think actually as a parent 
I would say go and explore it because you are giving young people the some of the tools and techniques which I don't think they're all given in school and therefore why not give them those things so that they can apply them and have the best chance possible of showing their potential and I think that's really important but like I say it's done it's it's always felt as if it's been done from a point of view of really good well-being health and well-being both the parents and young people actually mm-hmm. because the parents coaching calls are helpful and I didn't do every one slavishly I did it and dipped in and out when I needed mm-hmm. um, and that's fine and that was really fine too so yeah I think that's what I'd say go for it yeah what but about I, hearing if a mum, if a mum or dad comes to a young person and says this is what we should be doing and they're like mm, not sure what would you say to them I'd say definitely do it I think one of the things I thought was like oh I don't want this to be something that like all the like posh kids do like that sounds really bad I know but like I don't I don't want it to be something that's like that I'd get like I I don't know but I know what you're saying you didn't want to feel like a fish out of water did you yeah yeah absolutely I didn't environment and yeah yeah because I remember like kids in like year one having tutoring just because they weren't the top of their class and stuff like that and that never that never made sense I was like okay your parents like it's not about like mum said getting like straight A stars and if you don't you're really bad it's about doing the best you can and actually that was like really really helpful because especially again the school like I go to like everybody wants the A's and A stars and if you don't it's oh it's like it's like okay well done but actually you want to be getting A's and A stars it's nice to sort of have that there that's um that teaches you sort of what to do and actually it's okay like you're doing the best you can yeah 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 yeah. it makes it a bit more yeah Yeah. but I I would also say it's it'll teach you more than school will and it'll give you support more than school will definitely Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And I really hope that's been useful for everybody listening who are considering signing up. I just consider it an honour and a privilege every time somebody signs up. And I'm just so glad to have been alongside you on so much of your school journey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that a great conversation with Erin and Annette? I think there's so much for all of us to learn from what they shared, particularly about well-being and the kinds of attitudes and um, ways they use to manage the difficulties and stresses of the exam years Um, so I really hope you found that helpful if after listening to this you have made the decision that you would like to join us inside the Extraordinaries Club please do come over to the extraordinariesclub.com and follow the instructions on that page where you can sign up and join us and we will be absolutely delighted to welcome you and to support you on your journey through the GCSE and A-level years. No matter what happens, (laughs) you know, we're all hoping very much that another pandemic isn't thrown at us or everything just gets better from the existing pandemic, Um, but you know, as I hope you hear from what Erin and Annette share, um, I'll be by your side, whatever happens in in the coming years. So um, I really look forward to welcoming you inside the Extraordinaries Club. Just go over to theextraordinariesclub.com and you can sign up there. 
Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and goodbye. Thank you.